welcome to Witchy Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Danae Sweet, and this is episode 41. Today I have the part two and conclusion of My Haunted Home with Rena Dwelly. I really hope that you guys enjoy this, that it makes you really think about um, what is going on in the unseen um, realms, the dimensions that we can't get an eye on all the time. Um, it really made me think about um, the things that my I think that maybe my brain is making up. Maybe that's real. Uh, it's made me second, de- second guess pretty much everything I do as far as my psychic mediumship, the work I do. It has made me second guess my own <laughs> abilities. It has really turned my world upside down. So I wanted to share all this with you. Um, the journey that I've been on has been a really wild ride. It's been up and down since the house has been um, cleared and and that's all been settled. I am much better, but it's taking me still to still this far to really trust my intuition because I feel like I I shouldn't have missed what was going on. I shouldn't have discounted my own intuition. I should have trusted it, and I didn't. I thought that I was being over imaginative and paranoid, and I shouldn't have. I should have listened. If it was somebody else that would have come to me with the same um, concerns, I would have immediately taken them for, you know, it's absolutely true. I would have taken what they said and said, oh my gosh, let's do something about it. But instead, I kept thinking, eh, I watch a lot of scary movies. It's probably my imagination. Um, but it, it wasn't. It's affected my entire family. We're much, much better now that we're here. My animals are better. My family is better. Um, much to the amazing... Thank you so much, Rena, for what you have done for my family and I. I really appreciate everything that you've done. And I hope that you guys out there can appreciate what she did um, when you hear the rest of the story and how it all fits together. It is absolutely bananas the way this thing ended up. So anyway, I'm not going to babble on too much longer. Oh, I am going to tell you uh, the Coven members, please check the Coven page. I did upload the full video episode so that you can view that and we will be having a live video in the Coven page about Samhain tonight at seven o'clock as well. So (laughs) I hope that you guys um, really enjoy this and it sparks a lot of conversations within your own groups and on our page. Definitely hit that up and let me know what you think, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay, well, here goes part two. Okay. Okay, we're back. Okay. So, um, I found out some things. First, I, I, I forgot I wanted to talk about my past life. And my past husband, because you told me, because I was having all kinds of problems. I have had relationship problems. Um, there was four, like 14 years in between my first marriage and my last, <laughs> or, wow. you know, this one. Um, and this is my last. I truly believe Brad is my soulmate, 100%. <laughs> um, but as long as he behaves himself, right? As long as, yeah. Oh, I can keep him in line. <laughs> he might end up a toad, but... <laughs> So I, I always have had um, bad relationships where abuse and it's always bad. Um, and you found something out about a past life of mine. So I kind of wanted for you to share with them about my ex-husband in another life and how that can screw with you. Oh, yes. So these people come back into our lives. And um, again, we're triggering healing here. What do you need to move forward in this life? And these are, you know, soul contracts. They're going to keep coming forward until we learn our lesson. (laughs) Oh, I learned. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, goodness sakes, I don't even have my notes for that out. Okay. So, in order for these pieces to be healed, we have to do soul retrieval. You have to want this. This is, again, this is like the mind, body, soul piece of this clearing here. Yep. So, (laughs) um, 
goodness sakes, I'm freezing up here a little Sorry. bit. Well, I remember you telling me, because I had a lot of dreams where I was being sucked into a vortex, like not just that thing, not the, the elemental that kept trying to take me, you know, that was the dream where, you know, that gray skinned, we'll, we'll describe this guy. Yes. For so I had yes. one thing that was trying to get me where I would army crawl during my dreams. And then I would see him occasionally during the day. And he had gray, creepy skin and like teeth, yeah. like so many teeth, um, not much hair, just like, I'll post a picture of the closest thing, yeah. you know, once, once this comes out. But anyway, that thing tormented me and wanted to hurt me and would try to take me. But then I would have another kind of dream where I was being sucked into like a hole, like like imagine clouds swirling like in a movie and I would be being pulled into it and I would wake up and it would, you know, I'd wake up just ugh, terrible, like out of breath, um, that sort of thing. Um, and it was, I would wake up and I would just be absolutely confused, just so confused. And I, I remember waking up at one point and during one of my dreams and I remember it was a dream about, we're girls. We're going to dream about men sometimes. I remember dreaming about this beautiful man <laughs> and it was like we were back where, you know, I could wear a corset and, you know, it was all, you know, whatever. And yeah. I remember, I remember dreaming about this and really enjoying the dream until he tried to pull me into a cave. And then I woke up because it scared me. And I was like, very, I don't know. It was, it's really hard to pinpoint how I felt or to express it because I felt sad that I couldn't go back to that dream. I, part of me was like, why did I wake up? Why did I wake up? I want to go hang out with him some more. And the other half of me was terrified and was like, really happy that I woke up. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy crap. I, I felt like I was going to be kidnapped in my dream somehow. So I remember you telling me about this that I had this past, this, this, and he was using like the ley lines to yes. come in to my yes. life where I was and he would use those energy lines to come back from that dimension or place to try to take me back and that this has been happening over and over and over throughout my life. So as dowsers, we've almost peeled that first couple layers of the skin of the earth off where we're able to tap into the the energy lines. So this might have taken place in Greece or yeah. Scotland or, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So these these lines are coming back. They're opening up and it's almost like you can travel the vein and see what's happening. Get to the root of the cause. It mm -hmm. is um, when people speak of a time of Earth's energetic evolution. Absolutely. Like this is what we're doing. We are going and we are clearing the deep, dark pieces. Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I had never been able, I mean, and I got, I was, when all this has happened, I'm, you know, freshly, let's see, Brad and I, we've been married three years, but I don't think I fully let go. I can love somebody with my entire heart. Yes. Trusting somebody to take care of me yes. is a completely other thing for me. Um, and I don't think until this work happened, I completely trusted that I could allow someone else to take care of me. Like whatever karma I had with my ex-husband and that whole thing, I know that that little piece, that trusting that, okay, I can let Brad take care of this. Absolutely. I don't have to micromanage our future because he's going to help me um, build it. And, yes. and I had not really surrendered <laughs> that part of myself <laughs> yet because I didn't. I was like, some part of me was like, you can never, you can only trust yourself to take care of yourself. Well, when he's sucking the life out of you, yeah. <laughs> I that mean, like, help. literally yeah. and figuratively yeah. all out the yeah. same time, you know, mm -hmm. and then you have to go recharge doing whatever and yeah. you come back because this is what you know. This is the feeding cycle, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's th that part of like that part helped Brad and I, both of us, because then he didn't have that frustration of knowing that I did not like, I wanted to be involved in every little detail of everything because I wanted to make sure that everything was fine. And now I can just go, Oh, okay. You go do that. Or you take care of this part of our life because I trust you with it. Absolutely. Um, awesome. so 
that that definitely that healed that in me and it's making his life a hell of a lot easier <laughs> because he doesn't have that this all the time that <laughs> oh my god woman i can do this you know so so that has definitely helped us a ton so That's so incredible. so i went and did some research after you got a hold of me and you told me about my karma and my mom and all of this stuff one of the first things I did to find out about the land, because the land was, I felt, always felt it, spent, it was sick. Just sick. Yes. So I went, because I knew it was Native American related, there is a historian um, at a museum not far from here. That, That's incredible. Like, yes. who would think to go do this? This is I was, so awesome. <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, I'm a nerd as far as research goes. I have so much research on shit I don't need to know about, but this... <laughs> I needed to. So I actually have a friend that is Native American and she was, you know, born on the reservation, not far from here. So she had that connection with him when I was explaining what I needed. She's like, I've got the guy for you. So I went to go see him and I asked him about, I brought basically one of these type maps and I showed him my property. And I said, what can you tell me? Because it's very hard to pinpoint what exactly happened on a specific piece of land. I mean, you know the general idea. So we get there and he says, okay. (laughs) And I was like, all right, so tell me about it. He said, one, that particular piece of land, um, so the Cheyenne Nation was constantly in this area. They were the biggest powerhouse um, as far as uh, Native American movements and tribes in the area. They were very, very feared. They're fierce. they drove out the Ponca, they drove out um, some Pawnee, uh, ton. Basically, they're the big daddy thing. So it was constantly, our area was a battlefield, a lot. Interesting. Um, Yes, and one in particular battle. So this man's grandfather was an actual, like he was one of the last fur traders, like the old style fur traders. That's why he works at this museum. It's why he has this interest. Um, So he was telling me stories that have been handed down for him. But the place where we're at was a natural travel to get to and from like north side of Nebraska Panhandle to the south um, because of the very small settlements that were along the way. It's not a whole lot way back then. So they tell about when the fur traders were coming from the south, from like the Platte, the, the North Platte River is down south of us about two hours. So anyway, they would come down um, from there and come up and go fur trade, go, go get cat furs and then come back south and sell them. Well, they're wow. heading back north, uh, their little train of traders, and they come across the most bloody scene that I could possibly imagine. So they said, or he said his grandfather and his great grandfather they have this all documented. They found mutilated corpses in the snow. The, the snow was just red. It was a huge, huge battle. Basically, one tribe came, was here sitting around having, they had at the time occupied the area. It was wintertime. They're not doing a whole lot in the winter, but right. surviving. I mean, I mean, if I cannot imagine living out there in the wintertime, here? No. <laughs> but they were basically no. just surviving. And out of nowhere comes um, one of the, the Cheyenne tribes, and they wanted to set an example. And they were big. He said, unfortunately, psychological warfare was alive and well back then. And that is why they mutilated corpse and left them. Yes. So they wiped out that entire community of Native Americans, mutilated the corpses, and just left them so that everybody that went through would know this is not your place anymore, blah, blah, blah. So, and, and it was, I cannot find this anywhere on the internet. I have tried to find documentation of this. There's very slight mentions of some battles in the area, but nothing that specific. Um, I ended up getting a book that this man wrote and there are pictures of mutilated corpses there and it's awful. I I cannot imagine coming, seeing hundreds of bodies laying around like that would scar me for life. So that particular thing happened on our land. Um, it was rich in water. I mean, you can kind of tell from the, from here 
yeah. the, the, the maps that I kind of sent you to, we, we're sitting on, I think, if, if nation's biggest aquifer, underwater aquifer, the Ogallala Oh my aquifer. God, that's yes. crazy. So if you look up, just Google Ogallala aquifer. So water is really shallow. I mean, sometimes like in our, one of our meadows, you could probably dig two feet and skip get water oh. um so there's always been a very water rich area so it was always fought over because it was you didn't have to go to a river or go somewhere else to go get it it was just there so hang on i have a cat <laughs> i want to show you what happened here the cat oh. is stuck no no gosh so so our land had that literal blood soaked into it trauma and that is something i totally have right in front of me on my notes mm -hmm. a lot of bloodshed rivers yes. scalping very yeah. scrappy was the word i got yeah. scrappy <laughs> very very and and he he said it was it's something that in his family they they talk about it they wanted to pass that down because they're like you know don't go over there like that's we're done going over here um so that was the first thing he talked about. And he started mentioning certain tribes and I wanted to know the movements. Like, how is this attached to my mom? Because in some way, this karma that happened yeah. there is attached yeah. to my parents. So my great grandfather on my mom's side has always, he, he's gone, but he, he was a windy fellow. He told all kinds of crazy stories. I roped a coyote one time and all that stuff. So you never knew what was true and what was just a windy story. Right. But he always claimed that we had Native American blood. Um, he never specified how much or who or what, but he, he always said, we're part Native American. Never been tested, I have no idea. Yes. So I got on Ancestry.com and started doing some research. And I'd already started my genealogy, so it wasn't too much just to go a little farther. Yeah. So I kept looking for this Native American blood that never showed up. And I kept going, I kept going. I got clear back to where the Civil War is happening. And we have, you know, the two sides. So my parent or my mother's side, they were the South. They fought for the South. And at the, I could not, I, there was this one woman, my, you know, like fourth grandfather back, could not find, and it showed who his wife was. I found documentation saying he married this person. It's like she never existed. So I thought, okay, let me go back into the Native American. Native American census records were 100% better than white people records back then. They were yeah. amazing. So I went in yeah. and looked at tribal records for tribes that were in the towns near where he could have been in and out fighting or around. I found the person, I found the woman. I found the woman registering as an early like tween um, into that census. And then all of a sudden she disappears and she ends up married to this man. So I call the, I talked to some historians and it was very um, common to buy a spouse, to buy a Native American woman or to take them back then. Oh my God. So this oh. woman was probably forced to marry him. Yeah. And that is where, you know, the story when it comes to where my family told it down. Oh, my great great grandfather fell in love with an Indian woman and that's why we have it. No bullshit. <laughs> I think she was actually forced to marry him. And right. I think that may be the point of the karma story. Karma mess up is yeah. that particular moment. Um but I just I saw that and I just was like, oh my God. Like oh, wow. it hit me. I kept, I kept seeing her name. Like I searched everywhere. I, I spent the, so this most, basically most of the time in between your clearing and up until about three weeks ago, trying to figure out who the hell she was. And I finally, it all just kind of came into it. Just the last puzzle just kind of slid in and I'm 99.9% .9 sure that is the story that actually happened. Oh my Lord. That is very sad it's so very sad. interesting but very sad it's very sad and and then you know when i was talking to some of these you know the historians and they said this was very very common that they either took them you know in a raid they would take the young women or um it was they had no money they were they were 
being forced under, you know, reservations yeah. and it was very bad for them. So any kind of money that they could get was a bonus to save the, you know, a sacrifice to save, you know, sacrifice one to save, you know, seven or eight. Oh my God. So I don't know which one it was, but either way, it's bad. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh it my is. God. It is. It's, it's an awful situation. And I, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So after I figured that out, I kind of sat with a little bit and I thought, you know what, I, you know, I'm a Reiki master. So we were always, I'm always taught you can send Reiki to the past. So I got into meditation and I tried to connect to her and her family and go to my past, you know, and send as much Reiki as I possibly could to the situation. I know it won't fix it. We can't erase it, but I wanted to do something myself to, to acknowledge the, the, the terrible deed that was done by my family. I mean, it really, it was my family did this. And as a soul, she will tune into that light and it'll act like a flashlight for her to see her way forward. Um, You know, even if she's reincarnated today, Mm -hmm. like there's probably pieces of this soul that are healing and releasing um, even subconsciously, you know, Mm -hmm. so I think you did the right thing. It was, it was really surreal. I usually, I may never cried during Reiki, but during that one in particular, like I was overwhelmed with such emotion once I made the connection and connected to that piece, you know, it was just tears and, you know, so much heart shocker crap going on, um, right during all of that. So I I hope that it did help her in some way. Absolutely. And it probably helped you too. It did. we go further and talk about that uh, intergenerational trauma, you know, like, is this some stuff that was passed through that Mm -hmm. maybe you had to become aware so that you could help heal that? Oh, absolutely. I think so. Even for Maddie, you know? I know I've seen a change in the amount of bullshit from men that she will take. And I don't know if it's this that we're, the work that, that this is doing or her just getting calloused but I know um, she has a lot less tolerance and BS for disrespect. She holds herself a little higher than she did before. So, so I'm hoping that this is helping her in some way too. Oh, absolutely. And her children and oh, their yeah. children and yeah. Yes. Wow. I- that is uh, really incredible. You hadn't shared any of your findings with me. So I was super excited to hear about this. (laughs) That is powerful. It really, when I was looking at all this, it just, it like it smacked. It's like it slapped me when I finally saw it. It was like, I got smacked. I was like, I could not, I had no idea that that's, I assumed that I would find a marriage early, not that far back because I know that far back. Yeah. You know, I, I thought it would be past, you know, my great great grandfather or something exactly, exactly and that's what i assumed but the going that far back i know it couldn't have been good it was not during a good time in our in our nation um the whole thing was bad <laughs> wow what was her name can i ask i feel like we should light a candle for her <laughs> <laughs> her name i'm going to have to go it was it's a it's like milka or mika okay it was a very strange name but her last name is barry interesting so my Barry line, so my mother's maiden name is Barry, and her line, that specific Barry line is what carried it. Wow. So, and he, I've got, like, her, she ended up getting, so her husband ended up dying, and she fought for benefits, um, because they, widows got military benefits from their deceased spouses. So I actually found the records where she was, she filed for the, the benefits to be transferred to her. So her and her children could, you know, yeah. could prosper. And I just thought I was looking at all these little documents and thinking how amazing for her to, you know, her journey had to have been just overwhelming oh and just, yeah, you go from a child bride so by the records, I'm thinking she got married around 13 or 14 is what, oh. it, yeah. And then to be married to a much older man and then have children and then get 
completely he dies so he goes off to war and he dies it had to have been just an awful time very traumatizing for her and I was just surprised to see that she had enough help from someone to to be able to know I should fill out these forms I'm going to get benefits from the military um so that me and my kids can be okay I thought that was really neat wow holy smokes it was insane. Like the, I just, I sat there over there in my dining room table and one day, like everybody else was here watching TV and I just, I just go, Oh my God. And they're like, what happened? And I'm like, just hang on a second. I didn't need to process it for just a minute. Wow. So yeah, I can't even imagine. And I don't even think a lot of us even know a lot of that stuff that happened, you right. know? So it's, um, it's pretty shocking. It was a pretty neat thing to, to hear and to correlate with all of this. It was just everything lined up. Every time I'd find a new little piece, it would line up with what you had told me and what we had found. And it just, it just very, very, uh, you know, made everything feel more valid. I mean, I knew it was, but seeing the, the historical facts that followed up, you know, followed up on it made it that much more real. That's uh, it's very incredible. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yes. yes. So I, I don't know. I, I was, as soon as I found, I hadn't found that piece out yet. And I already started writing a book about all this. I wanted all of this documented um, because half the things that happened at our home, we never told anybody. I mean, right. because who's going to believe that you got exactly. pushed down the stairs by a thing or that, you know, my closet talks when you're kids, you know, things that have happened around that place and we would have people our one of our um one of our hired hands when we were growing up um he walked in the front door and just died there um there's he died there i think two children have died on the ranch um yeah so a lot of things have happened there that can be very well explained by the activity and the dark shadow over over the land so we also learned when I was going through all my schooling for this to go back and do our childhood homes. And this yeah. kind of fits in with this. So oh, yeah. My childhood home, it, we had to tune into the one that came to our mind. And okay. I grew up in Lemon, South Dakota, a teeny tiny, like thousand people, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, if even that, and this peach house. And um, my grandparents and aunt and uncles lived upstairs and my mom and I had like this little apartment thing in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the one I, I worked on and I, it was a spooky ass house <laughs> to, you know, I mean like the shit I remember as a kid, you yeah. know, you kind of like, was I a kid and then over, right? you know, overactive oh, imagination yeah. kind of stuff. So as I'm, going through doing this same stuff like I did for your house, but it's my childhood house and I'm seeing these like entities crawling in the walls and um, my grandparents slept. There's a negative vortex and it went right up to their room. My grandma died of um, multiple myeloma, which is blood cancer. When I was very young, um, I was sleeping in a negative vortex. I'm a type one diabetic, Uh you know, Like my mom and I shared a room. My mom was a single mom. So, um, like she now has pancreatic cancer. I mean, it's just the shit that, yeah. And the things I saw, like I was kind of afraid to go and validate it, but I did. I called my mom and my aunt and I was like, here's what I'm seeing. And my aunt said, I would never sleep in my room because I saw shit crawling on the walls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just it's amazing. And that house has since been torn down. <laughs> really? Oh my God. Yeah. It, it has opened all, this whole experience has made me not second guess my yeah. sight. Absolutely. Know, because before I just was like, if I'd see something like that, I was like, it's my, it's my ego mind. It's my humanity yes. being re- stupid, you know? Yes. And now I don't, if I see something like that, I'm like, wait, hold up. <laughs> like, yeah, that's I'm crazy. not. Tinkerbell would like to say hello. 
I say hello, Tinkerbell. Oh, she's so beautiful. You tell me. God, the house of cats. She snores. Oh. Like yeah. Goodness. Goodness. They gotta check out what I'm doing. The the animals. <laughs> that's another thing. The animals have changed. So the only one that you said that you could tell that was really affected of that I have now was Freddy. Yes. So Freddy is my older Chihuahua, and he's always been afraid of everything. Like, he only likes me and Maddie pick him up. He, like, if somebody else touches him, he'll scream like they're murdering him. Um, he barks at everything. He doesn't do joyful things. He sleeps, he eats, he poops, that's the end. I just thought he was an angry-ass old chihuahua. <laughs> you know? So, we, you do your thing, and we move here to this home, and immediately, he starts playing. Like, I've never seen him like fetch a ball. Never seen him play. And, but he's a very sensitive, like if I'm in a bad mood, he's like, stay away. Like he knows. Um, but moving here, he's a completely different dog. It is wild how the energy of that place affected him so, so, so deeply. He plays with the other, he plays with the cats. He plays with the cats. He runs around, he goes out to the backyard and, you know, struts his stuff and he's just a happy dog. Which yeah, is that's weird. incredible. Yeah, incredible. so it is, it's not just changed our way of going, but it's definitely changed his for sure. Um, I have noticed Tinkerbell is a lot less angry. He's she's always been one of those cats. Like, I want you to pet me this time, but I might bite you the next. Um, oh. <laughs> and she's a lot less. Um, she's a lot more easygoing here. You know, she's typical lazy fat cat just kind of hangs out. She plays every once in a while, but she's not so angry anymore. Um, she used to attack the other cats for fun, like not in a playful way, but in a bad way. And now she's just like me. So, wow. so it's definitely different. So if I want to get across to everybody that this is a very palpable change, it's not like, um, yeah. it's not like how you feel after you meditate, which is definitely a change, but you can feel it. This is profound. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the earth is asking us to do this. Oh, absolutely. It's not even just for our own good. No. It is also for the earth and mm-hmm. our ancestors and, and yep. um, you know, like whoever moves to the farm next, say yeah. your daughter would move to the farm, that's going right. to affect her in beneficial ways as well. So. Absolutely. I, Incredible. It's a, oh, I wanted, I forgot. So I don't know if you can see on the map. Negative vortex here and here. There was two places in a corner. So, and let's see. Yeah. So here and here, there was two negative vortexes. One of the biggest fires we ever had that burnt down literally half of our ranch started right there in between those two. Oh my God. Okay. So this is where the lions are coming in. And that's yeah. the negative vortex I couldn't access right. because it's not your it's, land and yeah. I didn't have the permission. Yep. But wow. right right there in between, so it kind of goes like a corner, right in the middle was is where um, there was a tele or a, a electrical pole sparked a sparked during a windstorm and it burnt half of the ranch down. Oh my god. So when we when I saw the map of where those were immediately I was like oh my god that it was it's just too coincidental that's just amazing that that that's where you saw those and that's where it happened so so yes so I highly recommend if anybody I'm completely um, yes definitely um <laughs> get this done if you're having any kind of problems I was telling her the other day I have not had a migraine or a bad dream since the clearing Either one. I have not had That's either. Incredible. I think you did a clearing on, like we did a, what is that called? A inner diamond session. Yes. Yes. We did one of those afterwards once I moved here and yeah. I have, I've literally, I've had no migraines. I've had uh, no bad dreams. You know, no, the only kind of headache I get is a sinus one every once in a while, but um, none of that. My anxiety, I have not had a legit anxiety attack since I've been here. Um, none of that. I used to get such bad anxiety attacks. I would go in the bathroom awesome. and lock myself in there until it was over. And I have not had to experience any of those emotions since 
did that happen? So anybody, if you have migraines, can't sleep, you have nightmares, any of that shit, this fixed it where nothing else did. And, and it, I think it's very humbling to recognize your abilities because I thought I was doing the best I could. I thought I was getting this shit out. I really did. And when it comes down to it, I, I was not. So it's great to have people, you know, I was very lucky to have known you to have this done because otherwise I'd still have this issue, (laughs) you know, I would. So I feel very lucky that I was connected to you so that you could do your, do what you do. Um, and, and help my entire family, even my dad, my dad, um, we have our own issues, but, (laughs) um, even my dad's moods, you know, we always, he's a baby boomer. So we always like, ah, baby boomers are like this and whatever. Um, but his moods have definitely, when he does, when we talk, they're not near as negative. He's very, he's always, he's one of those people who the, the sky could be falling and he go, I'll be fine. I got luck on my side, you know? Um, (laughs) he is, he's very, very optimistic. Um, I call it spoiled last child syndrome, but whatever. Um, but he, he's always that way. And he'd gotten to a point where he wasn't, you know, and that's when I saw a big change in him. And I thought, well, it's either he's, he's getting to an age where he realizes his mortality or this is affecting him as well. Cause he would come, he didn't live there when we did, he, he moved, but he would come there every day and work with me. Yeah. But I have seen a pretty big change in him. Like he got rid of a toxic relationship all of a sudden. I was like, oh, thank God. Um, you know, all these things, he started doing things for him to help further his life rather than just bitch about it. Absolutely. So I Those know it's- are my favorite stories. Yeah. So I know it's indirectly, it's yeah. affecting, it's like a domino effect. Um, it's affected all of us. And all the way down your line. Even even the ancestors who have passed will right. feel that ripple. Absolutely. It's really cool. I, I think I think when people hear how profound this sort of healing is, I think it should be for everybody. I think at some point you should go, okay, we're just gonna do this because um it, yeah. it has it's changed it's even changed the way I think about my life. Before I thought this is my path. This is what I have to do. You know, all of this is, and now I'm way more open. I don't feel as constrained. I'm kind of, I'm a planner. I, I'm a (laughs) planner. I have to plan for everything and it drives Brad nuts, but, um, I don't anymore. I, this, I currently don't really have, I mean, I work at the motel and I clean rooms for a couple hours, three or four days a week. That's all I do. And then I do some stuff online. Um, That's all I do. I should be wigging the hell out about income and all this stuff, but I'm not. It's weird. Like, this is not normal for me. Um, But but things are coming in, which is weird. Like, I'm not worried about it. I've been doing, you know, online readings and some things like that. I shut down my shop, as you know, because of health. Health and driving. I hope we have that back someday. Yeah, I do too. I I still feel... Like it's coming. I just don't know when or where. And I'm just going to let it come whenever it comes. Yeah. Um, and I don't have my office anymore. I kept a small office for the longest time, but I ended up seeing people in their homes anyway. Yeah. So I was, I just got rid of it. I'm like, fine, I'll just drive to people's houses and I do a lot online. And instead of worrying about the scarcity of things, I'm just open. Yes. And, and I know that that change in me is definitely due to the healing that's been going on. And there was a lot, like people that know me know that June through like August 1st was a shit show. I, you know, and people that have listened to the podcast, I lost my, my faith. I lost everything. And I think that was partially some of this healing had to like come apart and rip me apart and come out in order for me to feel whole again, which seems not it seems counterintuitive, but it did being tore down like that, um, allowed me to be who I really am. Not this person that I built around the persona that I built around myself to protect me. Yes. And it's the tower card and he sucks. 
But once you get through that short little piece, it's so it's much better. Unreal. It yep. is so cool. Yes, absolutely. So when people when people get a reading from me and they draw, I'll draw the tower. The first thing they're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, no, no, it's okay. I'm like, bring it. <laughs> yes, I'm like, it's for me. It means something better is coming. But in order, I gotta. It's an, an energetic energetic exchange. I have to do some work. I yes. have to work on myself. I have to do some work for the universe in order for the other side of this tower card to happen. Yes, absolutely. So to me, it's a give and a take. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I cannot think of, I mean, there's so many, it's so many different things happen in that house that, you know, at some point I will, I'm getting this book out. I've been diligently writing and getting this down because it, it is, that's what Brad kept saying. Like, I remember driving away for the last time when we had the trailer full of all of our shit and we're driving away from the house and all of us were like oh my god like you could just feel us all just go oh my god we're out like we can live in this house so june 1st was the first day we stayed here wow. and when we moved and we finally were driving away i remember brad looking and he goes you have to write this down like yeah. this feel that you have to write this down there's nobody that's going to believe this happened but you need to write this down so <laughs> i've been in writing it and and explaining and you know basically just going through my story and how this has fixed things but hopefully hopefully by next year I'll have this thing out so everybody can read it but that's incredible I can't wait I'm so excited for you I, I am too I had it's funny because I think maybe all writers do this but I have like all these little projects I have like one main one and I have two or three other ones yeah yeah I have all these like all mediums have that problem <laughs> I think so like I've got all these things all over and I'm like oh wait I have to pause all these other books that I'm kind of and then this one like it's funny um when I was started writing it like my guides are I don't know how to they're playful so so I'm started writing it and they're like yes you know they're like doing this like woo like because sometimes I need like a big sign or I just, I ignore it. So they're definitely shot me like, this is what you should be doing now. Cause I was worried I shouldn't be putting this other one on hold. You yeah. know, I'm like, Oh, I need to finish this project first. They're like, no, 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 no. Do this one first while it's fresh in your mind where the emotions are still very visceral. So and one thing will lead you to the next. Too. Absolutely. So, yeah. And it's funny, like this podcast, um, I, it was supposed to be something that was on the side that was super fun and I enjoy the shit out of it. So I had my shop, I had my job, I was still working for my dad and I started this podcast and that's what's left is the podcast. I have I no more job with my dad. I had to close my shop. My office is gone. This is what I have left. So um, it's funny how things, and I enjoy the shit out of it. This is probably one of the most, the things in my life right now that gives me the most joy and the most purpose. So and, very and likewise for your listeners, you are activating something in your listeners. You're giving them hope. You're showing yeah. them the way forward, especially, you know, we're from, we're from the Midwest. Yes. You know, <laughs> the, the people that do the same kind of things that we do are very few and far between. Absolutely. And if they do do it, they don't talk about it. It's very closeted. So it, um, it, it's definitely providing a shift for a lot of people and you are a so. trailblazer. So thank you. Well, I hope so. I am, I am really enjoying it. I love, love my listeners. I get so much. It's funny. Like in, I have a very close, my husband and I are very close. My daughter and I are super close, but even during June and July where I was at the pits of my darkest, I would get like a random email or a, a DM on Instagram from a listener that watched that video of me bawling. And, and they're like, I just want to send you out some good juju or they just say hi and say that they appreciated it. And, and it's funny how strangers, these people I don't know, but I have a very clear connection to them. And that sometimes those messages pulled me up, you know, better than sometimes yeah. my husband or my daughter could during that time. So I am yeah. eternally grateful for them. Absolutely. I really am. <laughs> so uh, they, yeah. they see my shit show of a life and they still are okay with me. So yay. Yeah, I could have that going on with my show too. 
happens. <laughs> I, I, it's awesome to present the realness, though. Oh, yeah. So it's not like watching TV where people no. have their makeup perfect and everything looks perfect. Right. When you are able to speak from your heart and offer mm -hmm. that to your audience, that yeah. it's just, there's nothing more beautiful than real, well, real you. life. Yes. Well, I, I am, I'm loving it. I wanted, I see, I listen to podcasts. I'm a podcast nerd and, and I've listened to a lot of witchy ones. And that's the one thing I noticed is that it's all about the witchy stuff yeah, and the fun stuff, but nobody talks about the shit show that happens behind the scenes of trying, what, trying to be this. Yeah. Yes. Like who, who we are when we're not, you know, bippity boppity booing shit. We're, we're different, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. the balance between my muggle life, being a wife, being a mother, trying to fit into this community, um, and, and doing my part for humanity by, and still being me is, it, it's always a struggle. Um, I don't want anybody to think that this comes easy because no. it doesn't. No. Um, the things I say I get shipped for, the things I wear I get shipped for, um, and you just learn to let it go. <laughs> um, I love that my entire life I have been so different definitely I'm not even going to say black sheep of the family but black sheep of every community I've ever been a part of and you know nowadays it's like hey I need your help yep. so you know I, I appreciate yes. that they feel they can come to me and ask for <laughs> I had I had my first um muggle in the community, um, <laughs> contact me about what to do about a spirit a nice. couple weeks ago. And it was like, I don't know, it was kind of a cool moment. I was like, oh, yeah, you I know, like that's cool that, you know, they're, maybe they're starting. I mean, it's not like I'm going out to convert people to think the same way I am. All I want people to do is just accept people for who they are and know that everybody has something to offer. And yes. this is the thing I have to offer. And if you want it, come ask. If you don't, just yes. don't put me down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, yeah we're together. This yeah. is a this is a group effort, not a you or me or absolutely. Yes, and I I'm seeing more of the mindset of oneness, which makes me happy. Not just in you know the listeners, but I see that. You know, when I'm feeling the worst about the world and hearing and seeing all the stuff, um, then something will pop up and I'll see somebody thinking of the oneness instead of the individual. And then that gives me a little more hope. <laughs> like, Absolutely. like you're getting it. Like if I hurt, you hurt, you know, and if, if I'm happy, then you have the ability to be happy. Um, so I hope that, I hope that slowly starts to like infiltrate humanity and we can all be one. You can be yourself. You just got to know that what you do affects everybody. Exactly. Don't be an asshole. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. God. Yes. Um, and it's an, it's an eternal struggle here in a small town. I don't know if anybody else out there is in a small town, but that would, yeah. Small town. Yeah. Yes. And it's funny, my husband's always like, oh, it's not just in a small town, it's in cities too. Yes, but you have yeah. the ability and the population to pull from to go find yeah. your tribe. Here, you don't. Exactly. And I will tell you, anytime traveling to the big cities, I feel like I can walk down the street and nobody's going, yeah. oh, yes. look at her hair or what is she wearing? Absolutely. Or, they're minding their own. They're going through life. Like here it's, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't go to church, but yeah, you know, right. with my mom, my mom has cancer. So my mom likes to go to church and once in a while mm -hmm. she can pull me into church because right. she knows she's my soft spot right now. Right. Um, and there's been times going with her that the little old ladies will turn around, you oh, know, yeah. Like, what? Are you kidding me? Yep, yep. That's about the way it would be here. Um, we went to, I went to a funeral, and people looked at me funny for being in a church at a funeral. Oh my like, oh my gosh, really? You know. I can't believe this place hasn't burned down yet. I know. I didn't get struck, I didn't get struck by lightning. I'm fine. <laughs> God. God. So, you know, I, I hope that 
they <laughs> fail they fail to see our spirituality yes. we don't we don't have to go to a church to be spiritual i meditate every single day mm-hmm. i i walk my walk who you see me as right this moment I'm the same person on the street and Absolutely. I will hug you. I'll shake your hand. I'll tell you you're beautiful and amazing. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of times on the other front, these are the people who are turning around and judging you. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and it really breaks my heart. Um, it does. Yeah. And my son has seen that growing up. He's now 16, but oh, yeah. there have been people. Why don't you go to church? Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yes because it, it doesn't serve us the way it serves you and it's okay if that's what's serving you but absolutely yeah that's what we do this <laughs> yep. we counted so this town i think the census says there's like 300 people in this town oh wow there are seven churches in town no way so yes so <laughs> i'm surprised they haven't like burnt me yet but they <laughs> but seven churches um one of the first questions my daughter got asked when we transferred to when she transferred to school up here was what church do you go to and when she said she she knows the what the word agnostic means and they do not she said well i'm agnostic and they thought that that meant that she's like the devil worshiper or something so then they started bullying her for not belonging to a church so we have the opposite it's like they're bullying, you know, started doing things in school, you know, to make fun of her for not going to a church. And I'm like, well, if you want her to go, that's probably not the direction you should be pushing, you know, pushing her away is not going to do you any good. Because she, I give her the opportunity. If you want to go to church, go to church. Yes. You wanna, yes. Do the Christian thing. Go do the Christian thing. It's, yep. I want I, it to be. I'll even go with you if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yep. We did the same for my son yep. too. And he went for a while and then same he was with, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay doing what we're doing. Yep. You know, she, she went for a while and then there was one sermon that just really rubbed her wrong. And that was the last time she went. She was like, you know what? I think I just would rather believe my own thing. And so she does. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. When I told her, um, what? I don't remember what episode it was. We we're kind of talking about generational witches and things. I said, technically, you'd be like a second generation witch, you know? And she was like, really? Like, yeah, <laughs> if that's the path that you choose, you don't have to choose that path. But I said, you know, it was kind of neat to think of that. I'm like, you'd be second generation. I still think my grandma's low, like the most oh. crutch, like kitchen oh. witch I can possibly think of, but she's yeah. also very Christian. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's a conversation I've had with my mom too. And yeah. I can see in my mom and my other family members, there is definitely this pattern. I'm just kind oh, yeah. of the whistleblower on it all. I just stepped into it and went, yep. okay, this is what we're doing now. And that's, yeah, I think that it runs in the family. I think my mom has definite abil- abilities. Um, yeah. But I think that her trauma is going to keep her from using them or embracing them in this lifetime, maybe in the next one. Right. No, no. I'm on a life path nine. I would like to get this shit right so I don't have to come back here. <laughs> that is my goal. I want to get this right. <laughs> yep. That's where, that's where mine is too. <laughs> <laughs> I want to heal. I want to do the best I can for humanity while enjoying my time here. And then I want to stay there. I, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> Tapping out. <laughs> I'm, I'm an 11. And oh, wow. uh, so I have all these damn things. I want to yeah. teach the world. You- I want to teach the world to sing and live in perfect harmony. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's a, uh, I live with two fives. So, um, it's an interesting mix. They're oh both, yeah. They're both fives and I'm a nine. So lots of changes. <laughs> yes. A lot. I'm over here wanting to meditate and they're like, what do you want to do? Let's go do stuff. Oh. So See, Max is a five. Oh God, if you met my son, he is, <laughs> he is so well put together. Nice. Um, so he's evolved five. Oh, exactly. So his changes are more like, I'm here to change the world. Aww, it's not that's so much awesome. that my life is going like this, but like, since he was a little boy, he's had this plan. That's and awesome. To this day, as we're prepping for college, he is 
dead set on following this plan. This is what I'm going to do. And this lady in there, that's how she's like, yeah, it is really, these kids are unreal evolved. Oh yeah. She, (laughs) yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm looking at myself like at 16. Yeah. Oh God. I'm 37 and I still don't know who I want to be when I grow right? up. Right? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I know who I want to be. And, you know, all these things. And at that point, I'm like, mm, being a psychologist sounds like I'll make a lot of money. So I want to do that. You know, yeah. um, that was what was yeah. on my mind as a 17 year old. Not, and, and she thinks about it. She thinks of, she wants to do something to help others, but also to nourish her, her own soul. And so it's funny to hear talk about college going, well, this is my way of helping people with this career. And it also would make me feel good. So that's what I want to do. That is not my thought process at 17 at all. Max, um, I have been told amazing things about him, like that he's an ascended master who's come back to do this work. That is so cool. So right now, and this is going to seem very low vibrational, so I don't mean any offense by talking this way, (laughs) but so he wants to join the military, but Mm -hmm. he sees the benefit in they're going to pay for my college. Oh, absolutely. He wants to be a pilot. And in North Dakota, we have the Harvard of flight schools here. Yep. So this is where he's going. And then he wants to work for SpaceX. Very good. He wants to be an astronaut. Like he he is like um I'm going to Mars. I just want you to know. And he's not even like bullshit. Like this kid is very cosmically attuned. He is wow. That is so cool. Very, (laughs) very proud mama. You gotta be a proud mama about that. Yeah, I cry a little bit though, because he's my only, and I'm like, I just want to keep you home forever. You're my best buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I am going to be devastated when she moves out next summer. It's going to be a whole new thing. Uh, I, I'm kind of, Brad's like, well, we should be anxious about it because then him and I can really dive into our relationship. He's like, we'll be able to connect even more. And and I'm like, okay. So, so yeah. Okay. Like, okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. But that's what he's like. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it'll be like our, 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 our chance to like really connect and our relationship to go to a new level, which is funny coming from a man in the sand hills around here, you know? So I, I liked hearing that, but I told him like, we, I've been a single mom. Yeah you know so having she's my best you know she's my person if I need to bury somebody she's gonna tell me how deep you want me to dig so mm-hmm. that's going to be hard to to have that part of me not accessible physically all the time yeah. so I'm happy for her she needs to get out of this town it's very stifling for for somebody like her so I am excited for her to get out and learn about the world and you know, experience oh, yeah. things, but it's going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. really well, but at least you'll have some cool places to visit. Yes. And uh, you can always go where she's at too. Absolutely. Yeah. I told her, I said, I'm going to visit you plenty. So oh, yeah. I don't care how far you go. I'm going to visit. That's right. Your weird ass hippie mom's going to come under them dorms and scare everybody. <laughs> I've always wondered how embarrassing we are to our kids. Right. I know. Yeah. Yep. For the longest time, when I moved back here, Maddie was seven. And so, and I've always dressed like this. And they thought I was a vampire because the like Twilight series. And you grew up there? Oh yeah. I grew up there here. But yeah, they thought I was a vampire. All the kids were scared of me. They're like, "Mm, she's a vampire or she's going to like bite you or go. You don't even look scary. Like, what nope. the hell? <laughs> I don't know. I wear a lot of black clothes. I've always, like, my hair is most generally pretty dark. I don't know. But th- they were always, the little kids were always scared of me when she was, like, in, you know, second, third grade. And then it got different. As you got, as I got older and she got older, things changed a little bit. But now it's the adults that are, like, afraid of me. Hmm. Whatever. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uh, well, I cannot think of anything else. I do want that you to tell them how to get a hold of you so that they can experience this 
beautiful transformation as well. I have a business Facebook page that I'm very nurturing for. It's called Holistic Healing Therapeutics. I will also share my website with you, Danae. So if you okay, want to perfect. That, you know, we'll, we can do that. Um, I'm Rena Dwelly on Facebook. I love making new friends. Um, I'm always around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I go to her page, check it out. You do a lot more than just this. You do, you know, the inner diamond was also beautiful for me. Uh, you do mediumship readings, you do cards, all kinds of stuff. So definitely check her out, guys. We make oh, keys. Yes, you guys keys need crazy. one of these. You need one of these. I meditate with mine. It's now a pendulum. Um, yep. I sleep with this sometimes. I know, yep. I'm weird. I sleep with stones oh, and pokey things. Yeah, absolutely. These are these are unreal. This is channeled information from Prince. Um so my husband makes them, and um, Prince shared the activations for these. So I go in and activate them, and it's incredible. He's, he's um, I don't know, Prince was a hard worker in his last lifetime. Mm-hmm. He's a ball buster in his <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> like, girl, it's time to get to work today. We got stuff to do. Oh, that is amazing. So yeah, it's, um, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Um, these keys have changed lives. People have honed into them even before I released them or told mm-hmm. anybody I was making wow. them. They're like, I've seen these. This, yeah. This, this feels, cool. and it feels natural. I, like I said, I don't use any tools when I do any, you know, really, I haven't. I mean, I'll put a crystal in my hand when I meditate yeah. sometimes, but I never use a tool. And this thing feels very natural to use. Yeah. Um, I've used it. I've used it to pick crystals. Like I never did this before. I, I use it to pick a crystal that I need for healing. Like what crystal do I need today? And I'll use it as as my pendulum. Um, I put it. I've like a, a ledge on my window that I put it on when I sleep, especially if I've not been feeling well or if I really am looking for a prophetic dream. Sometimes I, tr- I purposely will condition myself or set myself up for a prophetic uh, dream state. And this thing, I will put this and it, it's amazing. Um, the stuff that will come to me in my dream state. That's incredible. So, so yes, this thing. And you have, do you have the other ones with the sparkle thing yet? I do. Um, so this is the Aurora Borealis key. Um, it is a little bit bigger in diameter. It's the same length, um, made with a different gauge of copper wire. This has angel or a quartz bead in it for different differentiation. Um, this, okay. So where the alchemy key, when I speak of alchemy, I'm talking like magic. This is your manifester. Um, this thing makes the possibilities happen. This, the Aurora key, um, this is like a high vibrational, like star seeds mm-hmm. is what I see. With okay. It's like, um, like a connection for the star seeds to see go back home, connect in with those high vibrational frequencies. Mm-hmm. This is basically going to create a positive vortex wherever you have it. Um, awesome. Going with my mom for chemo appointments, oh. I stick this in my backpack so that Perfect. I'm not drained, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. like, dang. This sucker, I use, I do a lot of cord cuttings because there's a lot of negative. So I use this, um, like as when I do a cord cutting, I'm super imaginative. My mind is how I do things. And yeah. when I do things, I imagine like a sword and I'm like cutting all these cords and that's how I do that. And I've been using this and right. it has taken it to a whole different level. Um, the energetic experience during a cord cutting is very much, it's very different than when I didn't use it. So um so versatile i i just i love this thing i'll be getting one of the other ones oh yes you will i have one i just haven't made it to the post office to ship (laughs) we had like a three-week virus i was (laughs) yeah you guys have dying through and yeah yeah, it was horrible i still sound like shit but i'm okay you're you're better you must have (laughs) needed the rest oh my it's crazy um I don't know if you've seen the aura photo. I had a lady from Texas ordered one of these. Oh my God. I, just I haven't just, seen it yet. 
her aura is naturally like um, green blue. And when mm -hmm. she held this over her heart chakra, there's a big red um, circle around her heart chakra and Whoa. then like a rainbow around her body. Holy crap. Unreal. So freaking cool. Yeah. We'll have to, well, I will, I will try to get all of that information in the show notes and then um, on my Facebook page so that everybody can go and they can check the stuff out because you have so many good services and tools to use. Like I said, I've never been a tools person. I mean, I have stuff like I have an athame. I don't use it. I just have it. Um, I don't have wands or anything like that, but this thing comes with me when I do ritual work now and spell work because I figure if it's there and I feel in, like called to use it, then, then, it, then I can. Um, and I've definitely I've been using this in my she shed quite often. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. So, well, thank you so much for sharing and listening to my story and for helping me and my family because it's different. Like, it, I would not be here doing this today if that work hadn't gotten done. I know that for, like, absolutely undeniable fact. There's no way I could be in this emotional state or here in this house, I don't think, if all of that would have not happened. It's an honor. I absolutely love doing this and helping everybody. It's um, my passion, my sole purpose. Right? <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Well, I want to thank Rena again. Thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you for coming on here multiple times and helping me explain what happened and to share your knowledge and your gift with everybody else. I really, really, truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being in my life. And if you guys would like get to get a hold of Rena, you can click on the link in the show notes, okay? It's it's Holistic Healing Therapeutics on Facebook. I will have that link so that you can get a hold of her. If you have any issues that you need help with, that you would like to talk to her, pick her brain, I'm sure she would be more than willing to take you on as a client. So please give her a, a contact or call her. She's very, very open. So don't be shy. <laughs> Tell her what you've got going on. Okay. And if you would like to... Okay, and here's how you can get a hold of me. You can email me, witchywomanpodcast at gmail.com. I am on Instagram. You can find me there at witchywomanpodcast. I'm on Twitter and I'm getting better at it. <laughs> you can follow me there, Danae underscore sweet underscore. I do talk about my book a little bit and kind of do a little bit of different interaction um, rather than strictly the podcast stuff on Twitter. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Go to Witchy Woman Podcast. That is our page. Please click and like that so that you can stay updated on all of the episodes, the bonus episodes, and everything else that we're doing. Also, I have a closed group called Witchy Woman Friends. That is a group that you can click and you can join and I will approve you. And that is where you can share your witchy experience. It's a safe place. So if you're not out of the broom closet yet, you can post whatever you want and your friends on your, on your Facebook page aren't going to see all of that goings on. So did I miss anything? I'm really tired. <laughs> so if I miss anything, it'll be in the show, mo show notes, okay? <laughs> um, and also stay tuned. I have a bonus episode that's dropping on Halloween and it is full of spooky stories from my mediumship friends. All my friends that do spirit work and talk to the deceased are going to share their most interesting stories with you on Halloween. I will be sharing some of mine and I have the hubby on so he can share a little bit about his experience in our haunted ass house as well. So stay tuned for that. Please keep track of us on that Facebook page. It really helps um, you stay up to date on what we're doing. All right. Thank you so, so much. And as always, stay witchy. Bye-bye.